Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So has Dr. Fauci overstayed his welcome? Yes. Wow, that was quick. That was super quick. But the question actually got asked. You know, one of the things that drives me most crazy is I know who we are, guys. I know how big this show is. I know how this show grows. Maybe I'm not marketing it well enough. You guys know that in addition to what we do here in Indy, this show plays weekends on on some of the biggest stations in the country. But I know when we reach out to people like Dr. Fauci, they don't respond. Because Dr. Fauci, being the media... um, the media, what's the what's the word I'm looking for, producer Ari? Media. I don't even know what you're talking about. Whore, that's it. Oh, the media whore that he my is. Lord. Why do you get me involved in this nonsense? Well, you're the one who said it. He's only looking for the bright lights, big city. Oh, he's only talking to people who are on billions of stations. But in the conversation he just had with Hugh Hewitt, who I like, uh, I've known uh, a lot of respect for, great, great brain, great brain. Hugh Hewitt asked the question. And the question is, what are you still doing here, Dr. Fauci? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, Facebook Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz. Fantastic. Fantastic question, and the answer even more so, let me bring this to you. Let me set it up. There's a conversation that the two are having. And Hugh Hewitt basically asks the question, which when you follow it along, you understand that it was the setup. Remember, Hugh Hewitt's a constitutional law uh, scholar. Hugh Hewitt is a lawyer. He's setting something up. is kind of his bag, baby. And so he asks Fauci about, well, you know, what would you, what would you do basically differently? And Fauci's like, well, the question kind of answers itself. If I, if, if, if I knew then what I know now, we'd be having a conversation about what we know now, covering himself every which way. And then it gets, in a conversation about masks and mask mandates, it gets fascinating. That's where the mask situation got all muddled. You know that. I mean, I'm telling you something you know. And I could understand when people are looking for definitive answers in an evolving situation. It doesn't work that way, Hugh. It just well, no, there's a there's a large and a small part, doctor. The large part is not. It, I'll come back to the small part on the masks. I'm told by people in the room that you knew there were a shortage of masks so you told people not to wear masks so that we didn't have a run on masks i actually understand that as public policy i i've read the account i've talked to the people in the room i know that you purposely told the noble lie to prevent us running out of masks in hospitals i think it's bad policy but i understand the motive and i understand changing i change my mind every day you know i'm on the air every day stuff happens i change my mind but what you said earlier it's just facts sometimes it's just a fact that Tony Fauci, not the guy I'm talking with, but Tony Fauci, the person in people's mind, is now an impediment to public health because people won't listen to you. They actively reject what Tony Fauci says for reasons which are complicated, have to do with psychology, mass communication, social media. But can you accept that if that's just a fact, 
you ought to respond to it and say, Mr. President, I think my time is up as a successful and effective spokesperson. That is a spectacular, tough question. But the right one. Because the conversation and the way it has been put together here, this is the difference between engaging in the attack and engaging to engage. We have a lot of people on the political right who like to engage in the attack. It's all about the attack. Oh, you're a loser. Oh, you lied to us. Oh, you failed. Oh, you did this. Hugh Hewitt's asking the right question and in the right way. If indeed people have lost faith in you, which is fact, why not do what's best for the country? This is what we asked of Lloyd Austin and Mark Milley and Frank McKenzie, General CENCOM. Specifically, the two generals, if you disagreed with President Biden on the removal of troops out of Afghanistan, why didn't you throw your rank on the table? Why didn't you make a large stink to protect American lives and to make sure Americans got out of Afghanistan on time? Regardless of whether or not that was your responsibility and that or it was State Department's responsibility and there was no conversation between you all, which is all Biden's fault, why not say so? You, 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 you need the bright lights, big city so bad. Even when you are the impediment to people taking care of their health, we'll say it that way, you still remain. That's a, that's a well-phrased question. You catch the difference in that versus the attack methodology. But the best is uh, Fauci's response. With all due respect to, to you, Hugh, who I, who I do respect you and your intellect, I just completely disagree with that premise because there are an awful lot of people who do listen, who do the right thing from a public health standpoint. So because there are a lot of people who have ideas about conspiracies and, and changing minds and flip-flopping, that's not a reason to step down, not at all. When I was involved 40 years ago with HIV, and the activist community were looking at me as a representative of the, the face of the federal government and were trying to get things done. And it looked like we were at odds in the sense of, of really uh, essentially being hostile to each other, which we weren't. That would have been interpreted as, gee, the people who were involved in this particular difficult and, and devastating outbreak, don't like what you're doing, why don't you step down? That's a lot of spin. And Fauci was there, of course, for the early days of HIV and AIDS. The difference is, you told us things that you knew were lies, you, not that you weren't sure of, you knew was a lie. Yo, you don't need a mask, was lying to the American people. By the way, as we know now with data, wearing a mask doesn't stop COVID either. But you did it, whether they call it a noble lie, uh, to protect healthcare workers. No, I'm one of the people who's not okay with that. You should have just said so. We need healthcare workers wearing masks, so that's where we're directing all the masks. That's what you say. 
If you have a mask, wear one. That's how you should have answered it. I believe in the upfront at all times. Don't compare this to, to HIV. Compare this to now. So uh, there is polling that exists. I think this goes back to July. This is a few months ago. 76% of the public believes it's definitely or probably true that it's safer to get the vaccine than to become ill from COVID. And the number of people who say it's definitely true is up to, was up to 54% from 49%. 68% of Americans said they're confident in the advice given by Fauci, down from 71% who said so in April. If you were to ask that question now, that number is far lower. It's 61% now. Well, I would first argue that's far lower. And then I would follow up by saying I want to know who those 6 out of 10 people are. <laughs> that's fair. Now, let's take it the other way. I don't get to deny data. Let's assume that this is true. And six out of ten people think that Dr. Fauci is honest and clear and direct. I don't get to throw my own personal thoughts into it. Let's go with the number. That means four out of ten don't. If I were to take a look at vaccination rates in the United States, would it fall down uh, that line? If I were to take a look at vaccination rates... Across the United States, there are 56% of the population that has been fully vaccinated. 65% of the population have received at least one dose. Holy cow! I never checked those numbers before. I didn't hold up a cue card. Look at that. 61% of the people trust Fauci. And and approximately 61% of the people are fully vaccinated or have one dose when I put the two numbers together. Son of a bitch. Ain't that something? We didn't plan this either. Like No. No, he just sent me the story about the, the, the study, the, the polling in July. Or he just emailed it to me. That is crazy. But it, how perfect is that? 61% of the people believe 61% of the people basically are, are vaccinated. I'm, I'm telling you, we're at the moment. And this is why the, the mandates are so awful and evil and ridiculous. And you're seeing people quit jobs. I, I, this is a massive backfire that we could see doing huge damage to some companies. I'm going to go back to something Mark Cuban said, owner of the Dallas Mavericks. How people treat their employees and how people treat their customers during COVID will define them for the next 20 years. I believe he was right about that. Well, this is part of it. This is part of it. The moment we have reached is everyone who could be convinced to get vaccinated has done it. Everyone who has been convinced has done it. Now the rest will come over time. You will get some people who take the vaccine because they're forced into it by employers who are wrong on every level. But plenty of people are like, nah, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. I'll start my own business. I'll do my own thing. Absolutely, positively, not going to be a part of it. Not going to be a part of it. But in three years, they may be like, you know what? I've seen enough data now. I'm good. In three years, they'll be like, you know what? We've had our kids. We're not going to have any more kids. I'm good. In three years, they may say, you know what? I've gotten a little bit older. I got this health condition. I'll do it now. Now is when I'll do it. 
Their time in life will change and they might change with it. That's rational. Parents who won't let their kids get vaccinated will see some data in three years and be like, you know what, okay. Like a flu shot. Yeah, okay, we got it now. All right, now I feel comfortable. Do it. That will come. But you won't get to 100%. Do you know we're not at 100% on measles? MMR, measles, mumps, rubella. When we talk about how uh, COVID spreads, COVID is four to one. For every one person who has COVID, it can infect four people. The Delta variant is seven. It's called the R-naught. Letter R-naught. The R-naught is seven. So for every one person who's infected, uh, seven people get uh, Delta variant. For measles, the R-naught is 18. For every one person who has measles, 18 people can get infected. And we're still not 100% at getting people vaccinated for measles. Mid-90s, but After all this time. We're not going to have everybody vaccinated for COVID. And also, uh, it doesn't stop the transmission of COVID. And you can still get COVID. It will come in time. But the question from Hugh Hewitt to Fauci is the right question. And Fauci loves himself too much and thinks himself too pretty to go anywhere. I'm Tony Katz.